Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Before we get started, I want to remind everyone to check out our sponsors, Rancho Bravo Tacos. They have two locations, Capitol Hill and Wallingford. The Capitol Hill location has a drive-thru, so it makes it super convenient to pick something up before you go home. Before you go home, before you go to a gathering, a party, pick some tamales up, you know, be the hit of the party and take some Rancho Bravo tacos. And then also the sneakers friend. The sneakers friend is a sneaker cleaner kit that will help you extend the life of your shoes. So if you have a particular pair of shoes that you really love and possibly can't get anymore, keep them looking good. Clean them, clean the soles, clean the the the, the sides of them. Keep them looking good, and the sneakers friend will help you do that. Or if you're a sneakerhead and you have to clean your shoe after every after every time you wear it, the sneakers friend. Um, keep them looking good. In this show, I speak with Gina Grad. I've been a huge fan of Gina Grad for a while, for a long time. She was on the Adam Carolla Show, one of the most popular podcasts ever. Adam has been doing it for over a well over a decade, and um, I was a little bit nervous talking to Gina. Um, she makes me laugh. All the, I mean, her, every day when you would hear her on Adam Carolla, you just laugh. She did lots of very funny bits and super quick, super witty, super clever, you know, gr had great one-liners. And she would do this thing where she would do a one-liner, but very soft, like almost whispered into the mic just enough to have it be heard that would just crack you up. Well, we I get everything going. I, you know, it, it, I set up to make sure that nothing goes wrong. So everything, you know, my... Audition was working great. Mike sounded great. We do a Zoom call. We start talking and get carried away. I get carried away and then just jump right into the conversation. And what do I not do? Press record on the video and Zoom. So I have audio and that sounds great. But I'm so disappointed in myself that I did not get video of this call. So for you watching on YouTube, you'll get to see a picture, Gina. Uh, alongside, <laughs> well, not my face, but alongside uh, uh, me uh, in the in the studio. But it was a great conversation. Um, she is an author. She wrote this book that's going to be extremely helpful to um, stepmoms and families with stepchildren and my extra mom and how to bond with your stepkids. Very important. So check that out. All of that information is going to be in the show notes. But uh, without further ado, let's get the show going. Well, hello, Gina Grad. How are you? I'm well. Thank you for having me. Oh, man. I'm, I'm nervous, actually. <laughs> Don't be nervous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, you know, the, 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 not that I'm ranking, but the other, the next person that I've had that has you know lots of downloads on their podcast is Mike Boudet from Sword and Scale. Love that. <clears throat> he was nice enough during quarantine. I sent him a message and I'm like, hey, <laughs> what do you, he was probably bored, right? <laughs> so he he said yes and I, I we had a super lighthearted chat um with that. But man, I'm I'm very excited to 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 chat with you. Me too. I think this is I already know it's gonna go swimmingly. <laughs> I'm usually drinking, but uh it's uh, I'm not drinking. I won't drink today. I mean, it's fine with me. You're not driving me home. <laughs> <laughs> so, Gina, I've been listening to you for a super long time and you make me laugh every single day. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit of the background. 
um, of, of where you are up until now. Sure. Thank you so much. Um, I assume we're talking about uh, radio because that's pretty much been my entire adulthood. But mm. if we're not, if we want to go back just a skosh further, I moved here. I got a job working in retail on Rodeo Drive. It was a mm. nightmare. Uh, I hated every moment of it because I'm bad <laughs> at it. It's There are people who are career retailers who drive the most expensive cars and have the best life. I... I'm not that guy. I was terrible at it. I would sell people suits and then go put them downstairs to have them hemmed and then lose them all <laughs> the time. I was horrible at it. So I finally uh, couldn't take it anymore. And I called my dad, who was working at KNX. He was a sports announcer for a million years. Mm -hmm. And I said, you got to you got to help me. I got to get out of this. <laughs> and this is when I always say, oh, yes, nepotism runs in the family. Right. And, you know, anytime it doesn't happen often. But when someone goes, oh, sure, you were in radio because daddy got you a job. I say, yes. You are so right. He pulled strings. I got an interview where I wore a suit because I did not know how radio people dressed. Mm. I got an interview at 97.1 KLSX, which was the big FM talk station. And I was put as the glamorous job of minimum wage call screener overnight weekends during the public access channel uh, hour. <laughs> so, yes, I am the epitome of nepotism. Of benefiting from from nepotism. That was you know, my I, but but at least I had someone who could get me that interview. And then I and then I kept climbing and climbing. Yeah. You know, I, I speak to a lot of friends and, you know, when it comes to anything political or anything business, if a kid benefits from the dad, it's on it's an automatic Ah, he doesn't deserve yeah. it. But I, I think that's a little bit unfair to the person, to the to the kid, because if he's successful at it and he's I mean, it, it then it just works. Then, yeah, he had a yeah. he had a leg up. But, um, yeah, I don't I don't think there's anything wrong with any of that. I think you got to take advantage well, of every single chance you got. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I will I will yes and you and say, hey, there are pe so many people in the world uh, that, you know, they do what their parents did. Like, oh, I'm an orthodontist because I come from a long line of orthodontists. Sure. I'm a shoe cobbler. I'm a whatever. So a family business is a family business. Now, was I given the keys to a family business? No. But yeah. at, at the very least, I knew. And there's so many things that our parents do for us that we try and we kind of eh, we just kind of float away from. But when I. Right kicked in that door and started call screening <laughs> from two in the morning to six in the morning, I at least knew I was in the right place. And I've been there for, you know, almost 20 years. Yeah. And, and that's a tough shift too. That's a super tough oh, one. God. And <laughs> this was, it was, it was rough stuff. It was like the third shift. Plus I was working 60 hours a week on Rodeo and I was driving, um, Saturday to no Friday, Saturday, Saturday, Sunday to um, San Diego to do a show for free there and driving home and mm. doing comedy at night. So my schedule, my dance card was full and I was living right. very luxuriously. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with the Echo Park area before I've, it got yeah. gentrified. <clears throat> I moved down it's a to little um, iffy. It's a little, it can be a little much. I moved down as, as I, I don't want to be crass uh, right out of the gate, but as Tim Conway Jr. always said, I moved to the corner of rape and murder and I lived there by myself and I was surrounded by um, 
cockfights and dog fights and gangbangers who I'd have to ask nicely to please take their Slurpees off my car so oh, I could get man. to work. And it was just, it was a very wacky time for Gina. <laughs> well, you know, personality. It built character and personality. I think it did. <clears throat> now that, you know, the aside from getting the foot in the door, yeah. you being able to manage that schedule, wacky hours. So, I mean, that, again... The, pre, the people who have these opportunities take advantage of them and then our actual hard workers, it's they're It's going to go well for them. Yeah. And, but, and you don't always need that first. You don't always need that help. I mean, you can make your own opportunities, too. Oh, so, for example, my absolutely. dad worked at a box factory. He uh, every time <laughs> when my wife and I watched that episode of The Simpsons where they go to a box factory and Bart falls into a machine and yeah. then there's just Bart's hat. <laughs> Yeah. My wife and I will joke that if my dad had taken me to, if my dad's factory had take your son to work day, that would have <laughs> that would have been you. Yeah, because <laughs> he made he made boxes, and uh, wow. every now and then he would, uh, you know, my a gift to me would be to bring a big box, like a big wardrobe box that they use for moving. Sure, because then I turned that into oh. cars and forts and oh. castles. That dude, people don't understand that the kids are like cats. Don't spend money on the thing. They want the box. It's the box. all about the box. That is so, so I had cool. Boxes everywhere. <laughs> um, but, you know, you know, watching my dad work really hard and you know, 60 hours a week and not having time to do any yeah. of the other stuff that the other, you know, it's like, you know, maybe I want to do a little bit you know, easier work and not work so hard, which then I, and the first thing I did was go and get a job at a factory, <laughs> but <laughs> at least it was, uh, you know, at least it did provide a career in machining. So like the, in, in, in for Adam show, when he talks about building and fabricating, yeah. I super relate to that. Cause yes. I, I, I didn't do exactly that, but I did do some machining and some manual stuff. And you were in that world and, and that, yeah. that puts you right there in rarefied air that you know what he's talking about. And I don't. <laughs> and it was that but way for asked, eight years. <laughs> I love, I love that towards the end there. Um, Brian would ask questions for you. That would make yeah. me laugh. Yeah. That, you know, to, to save a little face, to save a little masculinity. I mean, Gina was wondering what a piston is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, I'm sorry, just to answer your question. So 97.1, I did that for three years until it, it flipped formats, which is very common in radio. We flip from, yeah. you know, you couldn't pay six morning show salaries a day that because it was a talk station. So all people did. It was fun. Yeah. And so that flipped to music. Um, I went on to KFI, which is a big sort of the crown jewel news talk station here, produced, um, went to a place called Premier Radio, where this was pretty fun. I spent my, my full time job was to sit there and do radio jingles and celebrity impressions and and comedy yeah. bits and did that <laughs> until I got the Mark in the Morning morning show here at 100.3 The Sound, which was a classic rock station, which I got a week before I got the Corolla show. So the schedule mm. was get up at 3 a.m., Go to the morning show, finish the morning show, prep for Adam, go to Adam, go home. Then that station flipped to, I want to say, Christian Contemporary Rock. Uh, stayed with Adam, went to KFI, and then flipped the hours. So I would go to Adam first, oh, then man. go to KFI all night until about midnight and rinse and repeat. And so, yeah, we're just, you'd always just kind of looking for another place to talk. You know what? That uh, I love that. 
I'd, I'd love to talk. I was talking to someone the other day and they're like, why do you do a podcast? You no, know, no one listens. I'm like, yeah, maybe, but you know what? I can talk for a super long time and I might not say, you know, anything insightful, anything that's going to be written in the history books, <laughs> but I think that a converse, you know, conversations are way better than the headlines that we read across oh. all social. It's like the, a little bit deeper. I have friends who get frustrated with me when we're talking about something and it can be, it doesn't always have to be important, but if it's something with substance, mm -hmm. they'll say, get to your point. I'm like, you can't just get like, there's layers here. Like you yes. have to know why X, Y, and Z. And it seems like that nuance is kind of lost nowadays. And oh. podcasting is just a beautiful uh, platform to be able to do that. You know, it's really ironic that you just said you'd never say something that would end up in the history books because you just crystallize why people podcast. <laughs> so give yourself a little credit because I am serious. You need to go back, time code this and and say, I told you so. You are so right. We have no more attention span. We have no more patience. Mm. Even my patience from when I was a kid has dwindled because right. of the opportunity, the technological opportunity that is now in front of us. So you're absolutely right. This is a place where we can sort of piece out our ideas and really think and not just go, well, what's the life hack? Well, what do I do right. to 10X my life? No, yeah. we're having in a conversation. Thank you. We're having a conversation. <clears throat> I, yeah, I, I super love that. And well, in, in having said that in your whole career of, of talking and prepping, do things just sometimes go haywire where you think it's going to go one way, but then what you prep for is, is, does it really fit? And like, how do you, uh, well, my show that happens almost every single time. Cause I actually did write a few things and I'm already <laughs> way off track, but <laughs> that that's my fault. It's always my fault. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, it's, it's me, but have okay. there been times where you get, where you, how do you how do you hide? I guess the, it could be frustration. It could be like, man, I really wanted to say this, and then now the you know, I don't want to, you know, put my foot down and say no. We're gonna right. chat about that. Is that just how you just go That's, with the flow? Again, this is something I have literally. You must really get how news and radio works because that's the first time I've ever been asked that, and that happens a lot. And no one would know to ask that. So that was thank you for asking that. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah. And I am a person who hates having to redo stuff. And, and, you know, as I teach the little child in our house, like, it's OK, take it apart and redo it. And I can see the frustration on his face. And I just want to be like, kid, I get it. Nobody wants to work hard <laughs> on something and then take it apart and redo it. So when news pivots like that, I hate it. I am not a go with the flow person. I think I have oh, done okay. such a good job creating the impression that I am just sort of go with the flow <laughs> because I think it's it's important in this career that you that you know you don't seem stubborn and that right. you are very fluid. And I have had to learn how to do that because with ADD, and I'm sorry, diagnosed when I was 12, not from like an app. This was long before those were invented. <laughs> I I need to know when things are happening, why they're happening, what very important, when will they end? That's why I always say, mm. I'd love to talk. How long would you like to talk? Just so I have an idea of yeah. my brain just wants to know as much as possible. So when I work on something and I say, okay, this is what it's going to be. And then, you know, and the, the news changes. It's, 
I mean, it's frustrating for anyone because nobody wants to yeah. pivot at the last minute. But for someone like me with words that did not exist when I was a kid, like neurodivergent, what's that? I thought that was like a <laughs> sci-fi movie. I really do feel like the rug gets pulled out from under me when things don't go the way I've planned them to go. Um, that being said, working at KFI and being on, you know, as you know, like on a clock on terrestrial radio, yeah. um, you know, you have to hit your mark, the commercial and the this and the that and the sound only plays for this long. And at first it was terrifying to change something at the last minute. I hated it. I had nonstop anxiety. I was so scared. My heart was pounding. And by the time, you know, I had been doing it a while, I literally like the real professionals do was typing, retyping as I was talking. And that's mm. just a skill you learn. Yeah. Um, that's not fun at first to be very trial by fire, but you do learn how to do the job and and to pivot when necessary. <laughs> I, uh, the, what came to mind was the classic, uh, Bill O'Reilly video where he does a couple takes. It was like, F it, we'll do it live. And then <laughs> okay. I did not, see myself getting up this morning and say, I would like to speak on behalf of Bill O'Reilly. But here we are at first. OK, it's hilarious. Everybody loves it. Everybody loves when somebody goes insane. A hot mic, a hot gotcha mic is the greatest thing ever. Yeah. But if you if anyone were to spend five minutes doing what that man has to do, which is essentially traffic copping. Yeah. At some point you go like, look, are we all on the same team or are we not on the same team? Help me. <laughs> you know what? Have it. I'll do it myself. I get the right. frustration. We've all been there. I've seen it. I've felt it. I've seen other people do it in my studio. I, you know, I've been doing this for 20 years. I've seen everything. So, That's so funny. I can. I do have sympathy for finally going, you know what? They're just F it. They're just, I'll do it. Shut up. And, you know, I was looking, I was showing that to my wife the other day, and I was looking for the YouTube video. Yeah. And there's a bunch of them where it only has him going nuts. Yeah. But they cut out him actually nailing it right when it went live. Because that's what course. I wanted her to see. I wanted her to see how he composed himself in yes. half a second. And, that's, and then boom. Thank God. You you get it. You get it. I don't care about politically, philosophically. I don't care. That man turned it on when he needed to. And you saw yeah, it as well. Super impressive. Yeah. That is super impressive. <laughs> um, so I sent out a little story today on my Instagram where I took a picture of my setup here. And I wish you could see my table. I just painted it. It's like Ooh. a beach. It's a beach scene, but done in resin. Excuse me? Are you, is yeah. that, are you like also a, a craftsman when it comes to that? Oh, you know, I, uh, I don't paint. I'm not any, I'm not really an artist, but I like to pour paint on stuff. And uh, when I get a little bit stressed out, I, I take on projects. So with this particular one, and I'll send a, you a picture of it I would on, love to uh, see on it. Twitter. Um, I spent about 10 days making it. It's out of resin. It looks like a beach. <gasps> I got a table for free off of Craigslist and I thought, you know what? I've never done this before, but let me do it on a five foot table. <laughs> oh, my, yeah. Just just a teeny tiny little project just to see if it works. <laughs> yeah. Just a little test run. Um, so I put out a, a story on Instagram and I said, super special guest next week. Guess who? And then I put a picture of Rose from Street Fighter Five. Oh, my God. <laughs> so we'll see how many of my friends pick up pick up that that is fantastic the... and by the way you said you're not really an artist you just like to pour paint on stuff um ever heard of jackson pollock he did oh, okay man. doing that so <laughs> i would give yourself some credit 
<laughs> you know, I watch, I get into the rabbit hole of YouTube of our just art stuff. Mm. And then I'm like, hey, that looks pretty cool. I can do that. Like you just got to pour paint on stuff. That is so There's cool. No, not drawing or anything, just paint. Oh, I can't wait um, to see that. So no, I have uh, our kitchen and little den area that has a, a, a tile floor is has a ton of resin smudges all over it. <laughs> My wife is not happy. I was gonna say, how that how's that working out in the relationship? Yeah, she's. I I, I have to I have to uh, spend a few hours and clean that. Uh huh. Um, but voiceovers for for video games, how does that work? Um, how does it work? As in, what is it like when you go in the studio, or how did that yeah, even so, happen? I sure. Mean, so, um, so you have a script, but uh-huh. are they like playing? Do you see the action, the the character in action, and the the hayas and yes the... yes so i can't so this is going to be very specific to video games um and and basically japanese animation because that's what i've sort of that's the niche that i've found when it comes to you know things like family guy or or you know a you know a, a dream or a pixar movie that mm. i can't speak to because they might be doing a lot of times they don't have any reference um right. but for what i do especially because my work my experience has been in dubbing essentially i Mm. always have everything so these are games and these are series that have already come out in different countries it's a japanese series it's a korean series so in a way it's easier and in a way it's tougher um the way it's easier is just like you said i have all the references i need i can see a picture of the character i can see what they're doing i know what their mouth looks like what their body looks like when i'm supposed to vocalize however Dubbing is a very technical skill that I had to learn very early on because if she's saying something in Japanese and it takes her four seconds to say, but it only takes me two seconds to say, well, I better Mm. find a way to to stretch that (laughs) double and make it sound natural. So you are having to fit in a very, very small parameter of the language that it was originally done in. Right. Yeah, that's... ooh. Man, so all of these skills, I mean, that all of these skills that you have for prepping, for working with a bunch of uh, that's you were meant to it's kind of weird into a mic. That's that's fantastic. (laughs) I love that. Thank you. You know, it's so funny. It's funny you should say that. Thank you, because I, I went to school for theater and a script was like my that was my safety net. That was my, that was my life preserver. And as I got older, I just kind of, I really did just lose my memory. I do not have a good memory anymore. And I was terrified of improv and I was terrified of speaking off the cuff. If I didn't have that, that baby blanket of somebody else's words to memorize, I would freeze. And now well into my adult years, I am exactly the opposite. I mean, I couldn't be more different. Now it's, I love being a guest. Don't tell me in advance what you want to say. Or yeah, Adam, let's improv the, what did you say? Okay, let's try it. And with a script, I'm too afraid that I'll forget. I'll forget the words at this point. You know, I was going to ask if those, a lot of those, you know, Nancy Grace and Minnesota Moms bits were prompted ahead of time. How, like what not, percentage not wise? Only, not only was I never told when <laughs> we were going to improvise, anytime you heard me do a character that wasn't Gwen Stefani that I've been doing since high school, just because it used to make my friends laugh. If it wasn't that, you probably heard it for the first time when I did. Oh. So I just oh, brilliant. After those after that many years with Adam, 
I got really comfortable feeling really, I mean, he's going to hate this, but like feeling really safe to fail with him and safe to try stuff. So if he was like, what would Adele sound like? I don't know. I've never done it, but let's try it. I Nancy Grace. Okay. We'll just play her. Give me 10 seconds of her so I can at least hear it. So you were hearing it when I was hearing it. That is, that's awesome. That makes, and that makes all of those so much more funny and (laughs) hilarious. That, well, that's super. And it was funny. I mean, I a lot of people called me out on this. And to that, I'd say, you're absolutely right. That when Sarah Palin was more in the spotlight, you know, and it was fun to do her. Then when she was out of the spotlight, I don't even remember how it started. But I started doing that little stupid character that Adam called Minnesota Mom. And people yeah. go, hey, isn't that just your Sarah Palin? And I would say, yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> but you just try and make something new out of, you know, some old thing in your tool belt because that's what's being asked of you. And nobody gave you a heads up. Oh, that's so funny. Man, I wish my friends would put me on the spot like that and see what I would come up with. It's fun, especially when you feel, I mean, the stakes are pretty high when you're on a show like that. But after so many years, you just kind of learn to trust the people around you. Yeah, yeah. Well, now, congratulations on the recent marriage. Thank you. It's, God, it's only, am I still a newlywed? It's only been a year and a half. Yeah. Crazy. Wow. Newlywed. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, how long have you and Andy been together total? We got to, I do, you know, I always have to find like a mile marker, like, okay, this was happening at that time. So I do it by my stepson's age. So we got together when he was in his twos. So about five years we've been together. And that's a, that's a great time. I mean, either you've been together six months and it's like, let's get married. Yeah. Or like my wife and I were together seven or eight years before she decided to marry I totally get her. She is my soul sister. My dad used to say when I was little, Gina doesn't do anything until she wants to do it. And I kind of took that idea and ran with it with marriage because everyone just assumes like, so is this your second, your third? I'm like, no, it's my first. I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready until I was ready. And Andy and I had known each other for years. We worked together. Mm. We were in radio together. And he was in a relationship and I was in a relationship and we went off our separate ways. And then he mm. was getting out of one and I was getting out of one. And the second he told me that, we we went out to sort of commiserate and talk and we have not spent a day apart. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, he, we that were kind of, we were the Jim and Pam of the office, except <laughs> not flirting. We were just really, really good friends. And then later I was like, do I? Oh, I love hello. him. I hey think now. I love him. <laughs> <laughs> so it's that's yeah that uh, well the history the friendship before yeah. it's like perfect foundation yeah. and you have a stepson and yeah. you've written a book so now not only are you all of these other these fantastic things you're an auth published author yeah my extra mom yeah tell me a little bit about that. Well, the it sounds kind of cheesy, but it's true. Um, so, you know, I was not married before. I don't have kids. It was kind of just a, a choice that was right for me. And um, so when this little toddler came into my life, I didn't really know what to do. I mean, I was a camp counselor for a million years and I have a great rapport with children, but I'd never lived with one. And um, so I went out to find a book that I could read to him and like we could kind of get to know what a stepmom is. And they didn't exist. Couldn't find anything. Went to the library, went to all the major bookstores. I was online. I just couldn't find anything that was what I needed. So um, I just kind (laughs) of left it alone and we lived our life. And then a couple years later, I was like, you know what? 
I can save myself. I can be, you know, we could be our own heroes. I'm going to write the book that I wish I had. Mm. And it's literally all of the things that we do together are in this book. So it's, it's, um, it, it has kind of a lot of ways in. It's obviously a children's book to show kids that like a new adult, which is like pretty intimidating and weird coming right. into their life, living in their house, you know, starting this new family, just kind of what that looks like and making that transition a little easier because it's weird. Um, showing the new stepmom, like these are some really good, easy, fast, fun ways to bond with a kid. These are all real examples. We do them here. Um, showing the dad, you know, it, it, there there might be a, a stepfather one coming, but for now, giving the dad maybe some uh, you know, a bridge to sit down with the kid and get them used to the idea. And last but not least, having the primary mom, the biological mom, understand that, like, nobody's trying to replace you. I am an Ugh. extra mom. I am an extra adult here to supervise and love this kid. And that is where that ends. And yeah. so I really hope that, you know, everyone can benefit from every angle. And by the way, to society, we're not all wicked and evil and monsters we're just <laughs> women who are in your house and and love your family and yeah. we're super, very normal you know um th that's in you know unfortunately i i wish that my ex-wife would have had similar thoughts because interesting it's it having gone through something similar that is not good it yeah. it all hinged on how willing the mom is to play ball and right. you know the it, it you try a million different things a million different tactics and and yes. if she's not willing to play ball then man it is super super tough so kudos no, to I, yourself I and kudos to to uh you know to um a kid boy is that is that how you refer to? Yourself? Yeah, he's the kid, like, boy. kid boy. I never call him by his name. He's kid yeah. boy. Kid boy, mom. He's a kid. For... He's a boy. He's been kid boy my <laughs> whole life. Yeah. Yeah, and it's you know I, I say this a lot. I say a lot of problems, and it, uh, it just seem to be driven by ego. And if if we can just sort of step back from saying you know from myself from what my pride is. It's like things go yeah. so much easier, and especially if other people yes. are involved. And it's a I I had a book title in mind called "The Fragility of Ego." I should have Chat GTP write it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I literally just had this conversation before I started talking to you, and you know what? To say it terrifyingly, that's totally possible. Yeah. I mean, so, you could do it right now, and it would be done by the time we were done talking. <laughs> But you're so, absolutely um, right. It, yeah. it, it's true. People are people are very, in general, we are all afraid of being replaced. We're all afraid of of being insignificant or being rejected by the people we love. And it's like really, really scary. So I hope stuff yeah. like this is just like very gentle for all parties. Yes. Right. Well, because ultimately what matters is the kid, right? It's like you want the kid to have exactly. the best possible position to be the best possible person. And you need a harmonious parental structure to be able to do that it helps so, you know what i can i think we can all say because i come i my dad was married you know after my mom and i, I was a kid of divorce it helps it's not necessary but it would be it would be it nice. helps yeah. yeah well gina i thank you so much 
I've uh, I promised that I would not go past uh, 30 minutes and I've already exceeded. No, it's my fault for talking and I would stay on as long <laughs> as you want, except we have our tax appointment. <laughs> oh, no problem. No problem. Um, so tell us where we can find you. Tell us where we can get the book. Thank you. Um, right now, it's going to, going to be in bookstores, uh, but that takes a little bit longer. So wait, sorry, this is a behind the scenes question. When are we airing this? When does this air? Wednesday. Okay, perfect. It is all available right now. <laughs> everything's available right now on Amazon because at this moment, as we're recording, um, it's in pre-order. But everything's available on Amazon. Just just uh, put in My Extra Mom or you can put in my name, Gina Grad, G-I-N-A-G-R-A-D. But My Extra Mom, the book should pop right up. And of course, uh, I'm on all the socials. It's just my name, Twitter, Gina Grad, Facebook, Gina Grad, Instagram, Gina Grad, and My Extra Mom on Amazon. And it doesn't, if you're in this situation, I hope it helps. If one of your kids has a friend whose parents are divorced or has a, a step parent, this might be a really good way to help explain it to your kid what right. it's like in their house. So it's kind of for everyone. And I, and I hope people get something out of it. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, um, you know what? Quickly, um, yes. I've been using ChatGTP for a few weeks now, and I typed in three questions for podcaster radio personality that are unique and have never been asked before. <laughs> what? Wait, what? They were all dumb. What were they? What were they? Just give me one, please. They were, if you could record a show anywhere in the world, where would you record it? If Let me answer you... that. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter because you can record from anywhere. Why don't you just ask, where would you like to go on vacation? Go ahead. The other one was, if you would make a show that didn't have human voices and only animal voices, what animal voices would they be? I love that. Cats, go ahead. <laughs> And the, the last one was, um, what is the strangest thing that's ever happened to you on the air? Oh, we don't have time for that. I mean, <laughs> the first one that will always come to mind, the most traumatic, and I mean that in a hilarious way, when we all had to get um, stripped down to our underwear on the Conway and Whitman show. This oh was back goodness. in the day where you could get away with this and get on a Jeez. scale to see if we were, quote, <laughs> 1,000 pounds of show, which was the funniest night of my life. <laughs> That because I worked that's with not three. On YouTube, I, I it, it was. It's no <laughs> was longer. It? <laughs> I worked with three really big husky guys back then. Big husky, mm. and I was tiny. This was this was in you know my twenties. Um. So yeah, it was really funny, but yeah, for sure traumatic. Well, that's what <laughs> Chat GTP came up with. Your questions are way with, better. <laughs> I replied with those are not unique and interesting. Then it apologized. <laughs> That's hysterical. Well, again, thank you so much, Gina. I super appreciate it. Oh, my I'll pleasure. have all of your um, information in the show notes Perfect. so people can check all that out. And thank you. Thanks for having me. This was so much fun. 